get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. That's Alex Ferrario. He's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kiley. We're going out to the Brown and Celebrity Line to be joined by the Blues Insider for the Athletic. He's Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. Jer, we appreciate the time as always, my man. How you doing today? JR, JR, JR. Good, good, guys. How you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're doing okay. Surviving. So, kind of like the Blues. <laughs> was the seven-game winning streak the thing that we'll look back on and say to ourselves, eh, that was a little more fluky than what they've been the rest of this season? You know, I wouldn't take it that far. I think they played some good hockey there. And anytime you win seven games in the NHL, seven games straight, that, that's a feat. Like, that's hard to do. Even the good teams have trouble doing that. Now, in two months, will we look back and, and say it was an aberration? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure because I – still think that this team can play some good hockey. It's just we're seeing it in stretches like we've seen with the way these streaks have gone three, eight, seven, you know, two, then you rally against Florida. Uh, I think that uh, this team isn't playing up to its capabilities, but it's definitely got some shortcomings that will need to be addressed uh, if they want to make this a team that can contend going down the stretch. That's the thing that's so confusing, JR. And I know, I know we talked about it pregame Saturday, but like it, the shortcomings that need to be addressed, it seems like Craig Berube addresses them every single game, where it's we got to get to the front of the net more. We need to be faster out of the gate in the first period. We need to uh, block shots more aggressively. Like He seems to be saying everything that addresses the issues, but yet they continue to appear every single game for this team. Yeah, and that's the most frustrating part, and I think that's the part that the fans see, the media sees, and that the coaches are, are trying to fix. And, and that's why when you see the team win seven in a row – uh, like uh, like BK touched on, you know, why can't it be similar to that every night? So you go to last night's game, and this is one of the few times where I wouldn't say disagree, but just kind of saw things a little bit different than Craig Bruby. You know, I felt that even though they were in the game the first couple periods, it was really sloppy, and this team continues to struggle to get the puck out of its own zone, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, these are capable defensive players who can help get the puck out. Obviously, you need some some assistance from the forwards. But last night, time after time after time, we saw those hope-for plays that I think Craig Bruby touched on yesterday morning, and he said we got to get those out of our game, and, and we just didn't see it. So, yes, they hung into that game. Yes, it's a one-goal game in the third period. They make it a 2-1 game late. But I think that this team, as it is constructed right now, is going to continue to struggle if it just can't make these uh, simple plays that we've seen from them in the past. I'm so glad to hear you say that, Jar, because I felt like I was taking crazy pills this morning. I asked Alex when I walked in, I was like, hey, did I miss something? Because it seemed like everybody from the team after the game last night said something to the effect of, I actually thought we played pretty well. And when I left the game, like when I just turned the game off and hadn't listened to any of the post-game press conferences yet, I was like, Man, that that felt really sloppy. I, I didn't feel like they played all that well. The first period, I guess, was fine. But after that, I, I didn't think they, they played a great game at all. So I'm happy to hear that you felt that way, too. What do you think is the biggest factor that's leading to this inconsistency for them? Because it's not as if they're a bad team, necessarily. They're just they find themselves kind of stuck in the middle, and it's because of their inconsistent performances. 
Yeah, and especially when you come off a uh, triumphant win like you had in Florida, third period rally, happy flight home, all that. You come uh, out yesterday night against a, a Dallas team, first place in the division. This should be a measuring stick. Hey, we won a game, but you know, you know crazy comeback. Uh, but let's show that we can do it against a, a good team. And so to kind of have that sloppiness now with a team like Dallas, you have to give them a lot of credit. I was really impressed. They've made so many strides since last season. I don't know if it's the coaching staff or you pluck Jason Robertson on a team and you're just going to be that much better. Uh, but they kept coming last night, and, and I think that created problems uh, for the Blues. But on the offensive end, we didn't touch on this. Here's another area where you talk about going into the locker room last night, BK. You know, Josh Levo, I realize you know he's got a certain status on the team, and he's not going to come out and say we missed a bunch of uh, chances to take grade-A shots. But he did. He said, no, I don't think we passed up too many. And, and there's another area. You talk about the turnovers in the D zone, but to me, just as blameful uh, for the Blues' problems, are the fact that they're not taking shots. And so many opportunities, I think, that they could create some offense, but they're just passing up those opportunities. But they didn't see it that way. And so I think, you know, whether they're telling us what they truly believe or not uh, is one thing. But if you don't see the issues yourself or, or don't think that they're issues, then I think that's why they continue to linger. And it's not just passing up shots, Jair. It's missing the net with other shots because that was something Doug Armstrong addressed when the team was in that eight-game losing streak. He said, like, I'm, we're trying to figure out why this team misses the net so much. A hundred percent. And you look at the play of that uh, Saad, O'Reilly, Levo line. They've been really good. They're working the puck down low, getting a lot of offensive zone time. That's why Josh Levo's on that line, because he's working well with Ryan O'Reilly. O'Reilly goes in on that goal by Saad, and Forchaks does the dirty work, kicks it out. Levo gets the puck, and what does he do? He throws it on net. Now, maybe that's not a great scoring opportunity, but it allows Saad up in front to tip the puck in, and you get a goal, and you climb back into that game. So, you know, that's the type of stuff they need to do, but yet you see so many opportunities where I mentioned the word uh, hope for. Uh, you're seeing an Ivan Barbashev try to send a center pass through traffic to through two or three Dallas Stars last night, picked off. It goes back the other way. It's a breakaway. Like you're creating your own defensive problems by what you're not trying to do offensively. JR, is, is Tory Krug healthy? You know, I, I don't have any information that says he's banged up other than when he missed the game the other day with the injury that uh, happened at the morning skate. But I'll tell you this, uh, you know, I, I said the other day that uh, you, you see things when you're walking around the locker room, you know, guys are bandaged up, bandaged up and, and, you know, you're not going to make a story out of it and write up a report on, on what you see walking around the locker room. But, you know, this time of year, uh, all guys are kind of going through something, especially later in the year. But uh, Tory Krug is definitely a guy who, it looks like he's getting some treatment. It looks like he's bandaged up. But you know, I don't know that that uh, how much that's affecting him. But uh, I'm sure uh, you know you look at his play, and it could be a factor. And, and like his time on ice too, right? Because last night you look at the even strength ice time. I understand that they're playing with seven defensemen, but Justin Falk was at 20 minutes. Nick Letty at 19 minutes. Colton Pareko at 22 minutes. Even Nico Mikola at 16 minutes. This is just even strength. I mean, you look at Tory Krug, he's playing the same ice time last night at even strength as Callie Rosen. Yeah, I think so. But I do think uh, the, the seven defenseman does have a role in that. But even on the nights when they've, they've gone with six, I think his ice time has been down a little bit. So, yeah, that could be a reflection of, of him playing through something. Uh, but, uh, you know, he is going to get that power play time. And, and I think what they've done, too, is defensively, especially down the stretch in these games, you know, not that Tory Krug was ever a shutdown guy, but you have Nico Mikula who's really stepped up this year, and he's getting that uh, late game, a lot of ice time down the stretch. 
especially. So I think that's probably taken away from Tory Krug's ice time as well. JR, going back to uh, what you're talking about with the forwards and kind of putting it in the defensive hands and putting the defenseman in a bad spot, do, do you believe that's why defensively this team is struggling? More so that the forwards are putting the team in a vulnerable spot, or is it really just the defense struggling? Or could it be a mixture yeah. of both? Yeah, probably a mixture. I was going to say, you know, you'd like to say if you're creating more offense and you're getting more zone time, then probably there's less of putting the defense in bad spots. But I think even when the Blues have gotten zone time and when they've scored goals and won games, you've still seen some of the same issues on defense. So I don't think if you were taking more of these opportunities to shoot the puck and getting some second and third chance goals, that we could sit here and say that the defense is playing as well as it can. So uh, I definitely think that it's a mixture of both. Jarrett, one more that I wanted to ask you, and I know this is down the road, and look, they could reel off another seven-game win streak for all we know, but it is a really interesting situation that Doug Armstrong could be in if things do continue, continue to struggle. It, it, I mean, it's not like you could sit there and move pieces out and make this team competitive again. I, I mean, if they continue to struggle the next couple of weeks, do you trend more towards what we were talking about back in that eight-game losing streak? Well, I've said all along, going back to that eight-game losing streak, in fact, that it's just too difficult this time of year to make moves, or at least make moves that you think are going to help you short-term, but probably more importantly, uh, big picture. Like, you know, teams, Doug can pick up the phone, call around and lay the groundwork for something, but it's likely not to happen until, you know, February or March with the way things are going, can he sit around and wait for that? You know, maybe that gives him a little bit more urgency to do something if, if there's something there. But to me, that's the biggest question. But I think that he is so good at seeing the big picture. And we've seen this, you know, from him for years is that he knows how good his team is and whether it wins four in a row or loses four in a row, he has a good pulse of what needs to be done. And I think when the team wins seven in a row, Maybe some of us get caught up in, well, this is the team that we thought that the, the Blues could be. You know, yeah, they're not going to win seven in a row, but this is a team that can be in the playoff conversation. But then they go ahead and win, lose two. They win the game in Florida, and then you come home and lose last night. Well, now you've lost three of your last four following the seven-game winning streak. So, you know, is that the, the real team? Is that the real scenario that he's going to be dealing with? It probably is, and he knows that better than anybody. So I, I think that we're probably going to see something, but it's just going to be his hands being tied, like we've said for a few weeks now, until the rest of the league opens up the, to the idea of, of making some moves. And typically we don't see that in November and early December. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Find his work over at The Athletic. Be sure to follow him on Twitter as well, at J.P. Rutherford. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself, and we'll talk with you again soon. Anytime, boys. Thanks.